Hey America, how's it going? Liberty and freedom. Our mission to restore the republic, reunite the people, and find the lost truth in America. Well, this is Tyranny Comedy Governor number part two. Not only governors, it's freaking everybody's lost a damn mind. And for the most part, it's the Democratic Party. Like usual. They've stood up to no good. I mean, Beto O'Rourke's talking shit. He's he's saying, um, Protectus reopening is dangerous, dumb, and weak. No, motherfucker, I think you're the weak one. And thank God Dan Crenshaw and Ted Cruz hit back. What the hell is wrong with these people? And then you got Governor Wolf over here in PA. He's saying, you know, it's, um... Irresponsible and cowardly to want to go to work and selfish to feed your family. You know, a lot of these people have spent their whole life sweat, blood, sweat, and blood, sweat, and tears in their businesses for years and years and years. I mean, they made a sacrifice, you know, having family time to try to keep their business afloat so they can provide a decent life for the family. You know, and a lot of that is, you know, on the verge of being gone. And the governors and politicians have the audacity to sit there and say, you know, you're selfish and you're a coward for wanting to keep something that you built open <laughs> so you can still feed your family. Yeah, it's real cowardly, you stupid fuck. I'm so tired of these damn politicians thinking they know everything. You know, Americans were way ahead of the curve. We're way ahead of any of these fucking governors or politicians telling us what to do. I'm sorry, I'm not one to be told what to do. I mean, hell, my mom couldn't control me when I was a kid, and you can't control me now as an adult. I mean, I have my own brain, I have my own mind, I have my own thinking ability, you know? I don't need somebody to fucking think for me. It doesn't work like that. These people think they just sit there and control you? Really? Look, motherfucker, you guys work for us, period. It's not the other way around. It should be a lot easier to fire than being at the fucking point. We should just be able to go up and put something together and just, you know, get them out of office. Because, I mean, they're doing more damage than they are good. I understand that this virus, you know, this virus is... I understand this virus could be a scary thing for a lot of people. Especially, it's usually for the ill-formed. And if you're listening to the media, of course, they're going to have fear. That's all they do. Is all, that's all they distribute is fear in people's lives. That's all they ever do. If you ever watch the news, I mean, it's constantly, constantly, you know, these guys are rapists, this guy's a murderer, this guy's this, this guy's that. This guy, you know, it's always negative vibes from the news. Always. I stopped watching the news a long time ago. A long time ago. <clears throat> There's nothing, you know, there's nothing good comes out of news. Well, I remember sitting around when I was a young kid. I was actually, I think I was kidnapped at the time by my biological father. Or actually, more or less his mother. <clears throat> they took me when I was like, what, five years old. I remember sitting on the ground. And I remember, I mean, I was scared to death of the damn news. And that was back then. That was shit in the 80s. Early 80s. That, you know... Uh, just listening to it, it's not like I wasn't even paying attention, but I mean, just, just all the negativity, I mean, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, it was just crazy, 
So yes, I do understand that, you know, the virus can be a scary thing, especially if, you know, if you're older, like it's taking a lot of older people's lives and it's, you know, if you already have a health condition, I get it. That's why, you know, there should be new, no repercussions, you know, if you guys don't want to go back to work yet or aren't ready to because you do have an underlined medical condition or you have, you know, or if you're older, fine, stay home. You know what I mean? Be extra precautious. But there's talks now saying that, you know, we're going to have to do this shit until there's a there's a vaccine or a cure. I mean, get the hell out of here. We don't have a cure for the flu. We don't have a cure for a lot of things. You know what I mean? But we still go out there and do what we have to do every day in despite in spite of that. <clears throat> so it's the asinine to sit there and think that we have to keep social distancing or wear a mask, you know, or stay locked down until we have a until we have a cure or a vaccine as asinine and that cannot happen. I mean they already closed down the pools. I mean what the hell is that about? They closed them down like two weeks ago. What the fuck are you closing them down for? You know how much money not only you're losing but you know a lot of pe- a lot of other people you know would like to do stuff and it's next to impossible to even get the fucking virus outside during the day. Heat kills it and light kills it. And the, if you're worried about the pool, isn't the pool have chlorine? The chlorine would kill it. I mean, what the hell? It doesn't even make any fucking sense at all. And you have, they have these politicians out in California sitting there saying that, you know, you can't go on the beaches. You can pretty much just sit there and look at the beach, but you can't go on the wet stand. You can't go on here. You can't go in the water. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You know, what the hell are you talking about? Don't tell me what I can and can't do. You don't own the beach. You know, you don't own the ocean. Who the fuck do you think you are? You don't need fucking lifeguards. I mean, if you want a lifeguard, you feel safe with a lifeguard, fine. You swim with a lifeguard. Well, I'm sorry. I'm 44 years old. I can make my own damn decisions. I don't need mommy or papa fucking government telling me what to do. Stay the hell out of my life. You're there to protect me from foreign entities, from foreign countries. You know, if we're being attacked, you protect me from them. Other than that, get the hell out of my life. I don't want you. I don't need you. Period. You know, I've been doing fine without you. I don't need you in every aspect of my life. <clears throat> get a grip. You know what I mean? Go control your own fucking family. Do, you know, do yourself. Do them. Do your family. Stay out of our lives. Because a lot of us don't need it. I mean, I know a lot of you do want it. You know, especially a lot of Democrats. They need, they need Papa government and the Mama government. Because they can't run their own fucking lives. You know? And maybe maybe if that's the way it is, maybe you should take the government and you should take that small group of people and maybe you go create. Or maybe you should just all go to California. You know what I mean? Everybody who wants to control their own lives, leave California. And everybody who, you know, wants to be controlled, go to California. Go right ahead. Because, you know, we don't need you. We ain't going to miss you. You know? It's just it's absolutely ridiculous, and I can't I can't tolerate it. It's uh, it's it's stupid. Then we have a governor out in Michigan, Governor Whitmer. I mean, she looks like a little biatch with a snarky smile. Seventy-seven year old barber has pretty much destroyed his business. You know, he's worked in it for most of his life, if not his whole life. If I remember the story correctly. And he's 77 years old. And good for him. He's not backing down. He's taking a stand. He has to. 
he has to open. He needs money. You know what I mean? All right, here's a little clip that I I, I found for um, Glenn Beck's talking about Michigan and their uh, dictator that they have in office telling this guy, this barber, about closing down. And, you know, the, you know he's going to be fined and even possibly jailed for... Who knows how long, and I think it's like $1,000 a haircut or something like that. Alright, well just hold on a second and listen to that. Let me see if I can get this working. Really sure that all states are going to be, you know, uh, encouraging people to hire people. We now have the, the city of Los Angeles saying, we're not fully reopening until there's a cure. It's insane. This is a virus. We don't have a cure for the flu. We don't have a cure for cancer. Can't open until there's a cure. This is insanity. States like California, states like uh, New York, uh, Kentucky, strangely, is in this boat. And, of course, Michigan. Michigan it has become a dictatorial state. It's crazy what's going on there. Carl Mankey is a barber there that said i don't want to be a troublemaker i'm not that guy i'm a law-abiding citizen but i have no other option i've got to open my barbershop he did police threatened to uh, not not the police sorry the government threatened to, to close him down the police actually showed up and said we're not arresting you we're not we're not going to do it uh it went to court court said back off you're not arresting him he has a right you don't have a right to tell him this so what did the governor do? Now they're now they have taken away and suspended his business license. So now he's operating a business without a license. Oh my gosh! Why do you need one in the first place? Uh, welcome back to the program, Carl. How are you? Very well, thank you. So, what has happened since the last we spoke? Well, I had a cease-and-desist order that uh, our local uh, circuit judge here decided that he wasn't going to enforce that. He told the governor that he wasn't going to enforce it. The sheriff's department told him they're not involved with it. One little county or a little town in our county has already backed away and told the governor that they're not enforcing anything. But uh, the attorney general and the governor have decided that it's kind of a vindictive thing. You know that oh, yeah. I've kind of become a I've kind of become a worm in her brain. You know, and uh, I've become that barber, uh, as opposed to our president <laughs> calling her that woman. So now I've become that barber in her brain, and she is uh, going a full force. You know, illegally, when our legislatures told her that she was uh, out of place, that this was not her assignment, that she decided to take it anyway. So uh, she took my license yesterday. And, uh, of course, we're appealing that. We have to go through their, their uh, judge, actually. You know, they have a, uh, it's, uh, it's, I have to go before the licensing board, which is their judge. You know, I know yeah. which way that's going to go. You yeah, know. of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah, so that's. Are you going to open up, are you going to open up without a license anyway, Carl? Well, you know, that's the next week. We're going to go through this court process, you know, uh, and uh, there, if, that judge turns us down then we can appeal back to this judge in this county and it'll be up to him you know and uh, of course you can't ever tell which way judges are going to go but he turned them down once already so 
I'm not certain. I, you know, I wouldn't predict anything. You know, I'm going to leave it up to the, uh, right now I'm going to leave it up to the judicial system, and then I will make my decision. But I'm not backing down. I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. That uh, I am Carl, not you're 76. You're 77 years old. You've never been a troublemaker. That's not you. You cut people's hair. You opened not to make a political statement just because you had to. Um, do you recognize your country right now? Do you recognize Michigan as part of the United States of America and all of the freedoms that we've always thought we had? Well, I'll tell you what I do recognize. Back in the 70s, 60s and 70s, I was you know, pretty much opposed to anything that, that was oppressive. The Democrat Party at that time stood for uh, freedom of speech, human rights, civil rights, non-oppressive government. You know, they've completely flipped around and become the oppressive government, the suppressive government, the, uh, the censor for any type of speech. You know, so I don't recognize that party anymore as being anything other than uh, a police state. I mean, that's what we have here now. When she declared, took my license, that was a police state action. You know, just to arbitrarily, summarily take my license because she's mad at me. You know, so that becomes, uh, I have no, you know, other than there is no proof that I've ever done anything, you know, that would be uh, unhealthy. They don't have any... Uh, you know, uh, COVID virus people that came out of my shop any more than they do out of Walmart. You know, so it's a, it's a suppressive thing. That's, that's, you know, the, that's the real problem. The real problem here, Carl, is it's not like you're the only business uh, that uh, is trying to open up. There are other businesses, big businesses, that are open, and there are guidelines. And if you yeah. live by those guidelines, it's no problem for Home Depot, for Walmart, for the big, the big stores, Target. But you, for some reason, can't be trusted. Well, they kicked us under the bus. See, they did. They, they, uh, the, the pot shops can be open and, you know, all these things. But uh, the barbers and the beauty shops, they've kicked us under the bus. You know, they, instead of saying, well, this is what we're, we'll work with you, and this is what, you know, the guidelines are for the other stores, and this is what we'd like you to do, we'll work with you, they didn't. They said, we're going to shut you down, and you will be the last to open and that's what they told us and i couldn't go another 28 days especially after our our uh, our legislature had told her that you know she was out of line she's illegal you know they told her that this was uh uh an illegal action that she was taking and she decided to do it anyway she and her her attorney general so between the two of them you know they i've become that uh, kind of a uh, sort of the the worm in their brain so to speak but it's you know that their, their souls are they, they're just rotting their own souls doing this stuff let me ask you this carl I, is, is somebody i'm in texas so i'm watching it from afar and I, i'd love to get your read on the the legislators uh just i think they canceled their sessions because of the protests uh and they claim that they're afraid of these protesters etc cetera, etc cetera. What, what, what's happening with that? What, what's going on? Oh, that's nonsense. Listen, Glenn, that is nonsense. That's just nonsense. You know, this political posturing on their part of being, they're fearful people anyway. You know, they panic over anything, and they, they've uh, certainly, this, this, uh, this COVID virus thing, you know, the insanity, I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's not serious, but the insanity that's gone along with this, 
you know, that uh, I see people driving around in their cars with a mask on with the windows rolled up. You know, this is a type of insanity. <laughs> and it isn't, you know, it isn't that this is uh, it's not a serious thing, because it is. But there ha- the fearful people, the fear-mongering that the, that the uh, especially the, the left has done with this, is to make people more fearful, you know, that they can't even go out of their house for fear of uh, contracting the COVID virus. Virus. So it's you know it, it is. There's uh, it's a panic, and I remember going through that when I was a kid with the polio virus. You know, people panicked over that and acted very similarly. You know, so that was back in the 50s. So any time that fear becomes involved with these things, it takes over. You know, and uh, it, it's gotten to the point where reason now, reasonableness has gone out the window and panic and fear is taking its place. What's this costing you, Carl? I oh, mean, my God. <laughs> are you getting... Don't even know yet. You know, I'll tell you the nice <coughs> thing about this is, you know, I don't have a pension. You know, I'm a, I'm a, a middle-class barber. You know, I've managed to save a little income, you know, here and there and put it away for my retirement. If I, when, you know, if I have something happens to me, my wife's left alone, she could be taken care of. I've never taken anything from the government. I don't want anything from the government. I had somebody say, well, you could have gone on food stamps. I don't want food Jeez. stamps. I have a craft. Right. You know, I'm able to, yes. to, to take care of myself. So the cost of this, you know, uh, there's been a GoFundMe that a few people have started, and, and I have an attorney that's working with me, and, and uh, you know, he, it's not, I've had people, the attorneys coming out of the woodwork, you know, that wanted to work pro bono. But I Good. wanted somebody, you know, that also, I want to pay them for their what they're doing. I'm, I'm not one of these people who want to take stuff free, you know, just for nothing. You know, but I have had people contribute to me. And uh, I will tell you this, Carl, you're, you're not, look, take, uh, if you get a good attorney that wants to do it pro bono, that attorney is going to be very famous if they win, so they get something in return. And, uh, and this is something that you're fighting not just for you, Carl. You're fighting for all of us. You really are. Um, yeah, these know. cases have to be brought and this has to come under control. If it doesn't come under, come under control, Carl, if you and others like you lose your cases, we're in deep trouble. We're in deep, yeah, yeah. deep trouble. I have a good attorney. You know, he's an able attorney, but I assured him that I honestly, you know, he, he says he would work with me fairly. And I, okay, I said, that's fine. Work with me fairly and... You know, the, uh, the GoFundMe things that, uh, that are set up, you know, that will cover those kind of expenses and other expenses that I've incurred. So I don't have to take it out of any type of simple retirement, you know, that I have that, uh, you know, yeah. that I've accumulated over the years. I'm middle class. I'm not wealthy. I'm a middle class guy. And, you know, that's... Uh, well, that's I, I wondered because you're now getting you're now getting a $1,000 a day fine, are you not? Well, I, this is what I've heard. Don't know yet. You know, I don't know where we are yet. They were going to charge me a thousand dollars a haircut. You know, every haircut I gave was going to be uh, another thousand dollars or something. So I've heard all kinds of things. Well, the, but the, the Department of Health and Human Services said a thousand dollars and a year in jail. Yeah. I didn't read the rest of that sentence. Per haircut. Yeah, per haircut. A year in jail per haircut. Per haircut. Yeah. That's oppression. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
That's a police state. You think? <laughs> That's a police state. Yeah, I I've, uh, you know, I'm a novelist. I wrote a story called Age of Shame, and in that story, the Warsaw Ghetto is, plays quite a role in that uh, during the Holocaust period. And the Jewish people at that time were, were uh, turning their own people in, the young people in, because they thought they would infuriate the, the Germans. And they were yeah. given security. You just get into the cattle car. We'll give you security. We'll take you to a nice place. This is very similar to that. The government is asking me to get into that cattle car, and we will protect you. We will take care of you. Just get in the cattle car. And I refuse to do it. What is, I just won't. What is the name of the book, Carl, again? Age of Shame. Age of Shame. And it, it, is, it, is it available like on Amazon? Well, it's available through my website. I'd rather not use Amazon. They kind of ripped me off there, but uh, I have a website. <laughs> Carl Mankey. Uh, Carl. Uh, okay, that's K A R L M A N K E dot, car, uh, dot com. I got to read it now, Carl. I got to read it. Is it good? Oh, yeah, it's good. I leave out all the crap nobody wants to read. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, you, you, uh, see that crazy bitch is trying to ruin Barbara's life, and you know, it's just bullshit, man. Total bullshit. Hope you guys can hear that better. Okay, I gotta find a better way of doing that instead of using the headphones. <laughs> I haven't really played with it yet, but um, I will. All right, well, I'm gonna end it there. I just had to get that off my chest because. I mean, this whole lockdown thing is becoming a little ridiculous. I mean, I understand the whole point to you know, slow the curve or... But actually, the whole reason for it was just not to overwhelm the hospitals. The hospitals weren't even close to being overwhelmed. And I mean, we should be able to make it upon ourselves if we want to go outside and travel and shit. Lockdown for this long was just not necessary in my eyes. And for those that were scared and or didn't want and were old and wanted to stay home you know there should be no penalty against that and shouldn't be looked bad upon i understand i get it you know but for the rest of us it should be open we should be able to you know we should be able to go back to work open up our businesses and do what we have to do to survive because you know they're sitting around their mansions and the freaking you know big ass houses and shit while you know a lot of people in the world or in america or whatever or you know, they don't have that luxury, you know, they live paycheck to paycheck and, you know, need that money and look forward to that money. If they're furloughed and not bringing in that money, you know, you're screwed. What are you going to do? <clears throat> you know, you like it or not, bills are still, you know, places still want to be paid, so they're still billing your ass, you know? I mean, I, I think there's a good chance now. I don't have insurance. I didn't, I forgot about it. I wasn't, wasn't thinking about it. I didn't have money at the time, whatever, and I couldn't pay it. <clears throat> And I don't know if I have insurance or not. I keep forgetting to look. So, uh, just one thing after another. But anyway, right. you know, it's, it's at the end of May already. Unbelievable. This whole month flew. Where the hell did it go? This whole month flew. And it still is like freaking February outside. It's cold as hell. What the hell? <clears throat> but... Yeah, I just had to get that off my chest because, I mean, it's not necessary. We've been shut down long enough. we trapped inside long enough. We obeyed long enough. Now it's time, you know, people's 
good. People are starting to push back, you know. I don't know if that does anything. More people probably should push back, you know, non-violently. If you go to jail, go to jail. You know, you're doing it for your thing. You know, for your belief. You know, just like that chick out in Texas. She worked. And, you know, judge threw her in jail because he disobeyed her. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? You gotta work, you gotta work. But, uh, everybody have a good Memorial Day. Thank you to our vets. Big shout out. Thank you. Everybody have a good day. You know, at least try to enjoy it. Alright, Living Freedom's out.